Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! These are mortals. Wearing the remains of the dead. No, we're not! We're skeletons! Hmm, they may be skeletons. <laughs> they seem confident. The confidence that comes with undeath. Mm. Here's the wonderful thing about undead, skeleton, mortal. All you got to do is remove the un. <laughs> and then brings us to Gwendolyn. <laughs> Gwendolyn, you have uh, three skeletons. And as you hear uh, Maka yell that, um, you look and yeah, you can see they're wearing like jumpsuits under under the bones. Okay. Um, they look a bit like Annie from that episode of Community where they threw the uh, Day of the Dead party. Okay. Um, yeah. Thanks, bud. Then I, <laughs> and I think um, I'm just going to take the closest one because I think having just been hit and like, I, I mean, the, the one kind of glanced off me. I'm like, uh, do you know what? I, 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 you know, 
know, I'm protected a little bit. I think I'm just going to do a slam attack on the one closest to me. Fuck yeah. Which is basically me just like kind of full on just like running to them and slamming into them. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's like a body slam, basically. Oh. That's all it is. Come on and um, slam. Welcome to yeah. the jam. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm rolling like shit today. That's You 10. do have inspiration from observing I mean, funeral rites. That was a natural one. So <laughs> there goes that inspiration. Inspiration says so, no way so uh, 10 will not do it. Um, you yeah. try to slam, uh, well, but again, you're, uh, the challenge you're facing still is um, that you're, you're, you're not built for this body. This is weird. No. And what's funny is I think in your head, you're like, well, fuck it. Here's like, I'll just throw myself at them because I'm heavy. But you threw yourself in a Gwendolyn way. So like arms back and just like, ah, um, and then as metal, you just like slammed and, and like rolled against the, um, uh, the, the sort of median wall rack of, of skeletons. Yeah. Uh, they're all like clearly humans wearing skeleton suits. So they just moved the way you would if something yeah. fell. Um, yeah. And then kind of in, in desperation, I, I reach out to my sword. What do you, you yell action. though? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to to the horror of everyone who believes in heroism and legend, uh, your sword flies um, sort of pommel first through two boxes of skeletons, shattering them uh, into your hand. Uh, you are the best scared Thor anyone has ever seen. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, uh, Maka. She'll get better at this, I'm sure. This is the last episode of the series. It's fine. Uh, Maka. Uh, can I run over to Gwendolyn, or is she? are we too far apart now for um, one turn of movement? You've still been, like, you've been at the base of the stairs this whole time, I right? basically haven't moved yet. Yeah, so then you 100% can go join. Okay, so I'm going to run to Gwendolyn. Yep. Um, and for my action, I'll cast uh, Cure Wounds. Oh, damn. So, the, so the ball of flame is gone because you're casting a different spell, right? Is that how concentration works? No. Um, Only if you cast a different concentration yes, spell. Yes, got it. I, I always get confused on concentration rules. That was a question for Ryan. Sorry, I appreciate you Valentine advocating for uh, Skeleton Brute. He appreciates it. Ooh, so that's <laughs> a He's a well-meaning rule. boy, you know? Uh, that's uh, that's maximum healing right there. You can enjoy uh, a choice, Ooh. sumptuous thirteen points of healing. I was gonna say, thank you, lovely. What does healing or getting injured feel like for an animated suit of armor full of air? We may not integrate well because my whole thing is like you are showered with spores. <laughs> <laughs> um, to your uh, surprise, uh, Tyler, the the spores kind of um, hit the suit of armor. Um, and again, you just feel that dim bulb feeling. Mm. Um, and um, similar to the, um, oh, man, I can't pronounce this word, synesthesia? Is that yep. mm -hmm. feeling you had before, um, Laura? Suddenly you can feel like almost like a sigh. Like you can't breathe anymore, but you, you remember kind of what that sensation is. And as you look down, you actually see spores start to kind of like knit um, up the, the dent in your armor um, and yeah. just kind of push it back out and, and you, you you feel better. I think ultimately the way I kind of want to play health with the armor suit is not like every hit like dents or breaks you because um, but more so mm -hmm. just um, the essence of you 
um, begins to dissipate each time it's hit. Um, so cool. the it's not that the armor itself is necessarily taking that much damage. It's that your sense of self is disintegrating. It, it's a little bit of the Matrix thing, where if you get hurt in the Matrix, you get hurt in real life. Gotcha. Yeah. Your brain just can't uh, handle not taking damage from a sword. Cool, man. My uh, my bonus action is to back the flame sphere up and then run it into the guy again. Uh, and uh, Maka will loudly uh, declare, um, um, surrender or face the flame to like the the three other skeletons that he's he's with with Gwendolyn now. Uh, so they're they're pretty scared. Um, But they yell back, We're skeletons, and down here everything is half, so we're going to fight for what's ours. <laughs> um, that brings us to uh, Duncan. All right, so I can't see the brute, right? Um, no, you can, I think, at this point now. Like um, Tyler just ran the fireball into him again. So, yes, you, you've got uh, good good eyes on him. Cool. So now I've heard that there are multiple other skeleton voices, and I'm aware that they are people in skeleton costumes, which pisses Duncan off to no fucking end. Because, man, Dawnbreakers are basically exist solely to fight necromancy. It would be, again, like people covered in goo with blades for fingers killing civilians. You're just like, ah, heroism. <laughs> so I think in this case, uh, he's almost I like... I kind of want that on a t-shirt. Ah, heroism. Uh, yeah. So I think it's he's like he flings the cape back over one shoulder. He's already got his pistol up and he's marching forwards and he just yells, these are the Dawnbreakers. Surrender or your sentence is death. Uh, and if he does not see them immediately hit the floor, they do not. He sh- shoots the brute in the head is what he's going for. Go ahead and roll, brother. There's a little bit of judge Ooh. dread in him. Damn. And that is... A 17 to hit. Yep. Beautiful. Then I'm, I'm going to shoot him. Uh, what's the damage here? Fine. I miss the sounds of the dice rolling. Yeah, well. Too bad. I mailed you those <laughs> dice, Ryan. These are the I sounds mailed of the, them to you. These are the sounds of the future. Um, all right. I like it. That is. That's the sound for you, Laura. Hmm? Here, Tyler, nice. roll one for me. Yeah. I don't know if my Thanks. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, right. There you go. Thanks, uh, man. That is 10 piercing damage. Uh, he had exactly 10 left. So uh, it goes through his Woo! eye and out the back. And uh, it's funny. You've never seen a skeleton bleed that much. Um, so he, he falls backwards. Uh, his axe hits the ground. And the fireball just rolls over him. Um, and uh, the body incinerates. Brings Justice us, is served. <laughs> brings us to the skeletons. Um, so things things are getting real uh, down here for the skeletons. Uh, that said, there are a bunch of bandits dressed as skeletons who have been living in a, a mine with no exit. So um, they're going to continue to swing. Um, Tyler, you moved right up with them, right? I moved up to Gwendolyn for a contact spell of Cure Wounds. Great, so you're, you're together. All right, so the pissing skeleton um, zips up his fly uh, and grabs a musket, uh, and he's going to try and shoot you. Uh, what is your AC? It is 19. All right, so he's going to hit you for uh, 13 points of damage. 
uh, as a musket ball strikes you squarely um, in the chest. Um, and you hear one of them be like, thanks for joining the fight, dick. Um, he's going to, the remainder are going to swing at um, you, Gwendolyn. Um, so that is a fuck, man. I am rolling very well. Uh, two hits. Okay. Uh, that is... Uh, can I, can I, I'd like to use an essence point, if it helps, I mean, to reduce the result of one of the enemy die rolls. Okay, by how much? Um, by one. Sorry, man, no dice. Damn, that's all I can hey, do. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was worth a try. So as as one of the uh, the skeletons swings a mace at you, I'm... Tyler. Yeah, sorry. I, I just I want to get this in there. Um, sorry, I also just got a little bit of a, a dramatic well. freeze. But um, I'm not liking, is that looking at me like that? I am okay. How how are we yeah. doing now? Yeah, you're yeah. back. Yeah. Okay, there you're we good. go. Yeah, hey. I vocalized my suspicions that I was lagging by the way your face is all freeze. Just like. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I'm. I, I'd like to use a new ability that I have. It's a reaction, so I, I do use yep. it on yeah. someone else's go turn. Go for it. Uh, but it's called uh, Halo of Spores. Uh, and basically, if any any enemies come within ten feet of me, uh, since I'm beside Gwendolyn, um, they. Uh, they need to make, uh, let me make sure I get this right, they need to make a, oh, no, it's just a reaction. Oh, no, it does need a constitution saving throw. Um, so it needs to, uh, they need to beat a 13. Or else they'll take poison damage from my Um So the guy with the rifle is fine. Um, one of the other guys is fine. Two of them are not. So okay. you go ahead, Master Chief, and have your Halo fun. Thanks. Uh, so that's four poison damage. Excuse me, four necrotic damage. Good thing they're undead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and the guys yeah. you saved, they take half? Is usually how this, this sort of stuff uh, goes? No. The, uh, yeah, they, their they don't take any costumes damage. are unharmed, but... They don't take any damage oh, okay. when they pass. Fair enough. Um, so the two who uh, inhale the spores are are coughing violently, and um, look look uh, fairly fairly fucked up by that. You get the sense they might not have much HP. Um, cool. Okay. So um, Laura, you are going to take um, uh, twelve points of damage uh, from the two right. who got through, uh, and that brings us to the top of the round. The brute's body continues to burn. Um, (laughs) Gwen, you have your, uh, you've got your sword back. Uh, The Elos blade is in your hands and you are surrounded by um, three uh, skeleton guys um, who are kind of trying to beat down on you. The musketeer is still a little ways away. What do you do? Um, I will, um, I think pistol-y guy. I don't like him. Or the, the musket wait, guy? Wait, wait. No, no, no. What are the three guys? That uh, are so close you have to three me? close combat. Have, have they been distinguished in any No, way? they're just. Uh, there's the three. I mean, the only distinguishing factor we have now is the pissing guy who has the rifle. So, so, okay, yeah. Do you know? I'll take a big old swing at pissing guy. He's further away because he, he didn't rush up to you. Well, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> then the closest fucker, because I'm not really thinking, I'm more just like. You know what? The closest fucker also had to piss at some point in his life, so technically you are killing I'm the sure pissing he did. guy. 
If you hit him hard enough, maybe he'll piss now. Maybe. If I can freaking land a blow, I've been rolling like shit. God. Oh, fine. 16. That will hit. hit. Yes. Yay. Okay. And that is... And I rolled well. Uh, 11 slashing damage. Uh, you cut him in half. Yeah. Turns out uh, the only weakness of the undead was getting cut in half. Uh, he falls apart in a very messy, very human mess. Oh. Uh, bringing us to <laughs> Maka. Um, there are how two, many enemies are left? There are two who are locked in close combat with uh, Gwendolyn, and there is the uh, the pissing guy with the musket who is a bit further back. Okay. Uh, I will... Um Keep in mind, uh, sorry, the one thing um, to add, though, is that the center rack doesn't go all the way to the wall. So there is a gap back there if you want to try and roll your fireball around. Just as an FYI. Yes. Um, uh, As a druid, I have the ability to uh, wild shape, transform into another beast. Uh, um, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You just... Uh, Thanks for the memo. As a, as a circle of uh, spores, uh, Druid, I can burn a wild shape to uh, use an ability called Symbiotic Entity. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, sure. So wow. I channel magic into my, my spores uh, that are sort of constantly hovering around me now um, as an action. Uh, and so that does two things immediately or a few things um, it gives it gives me five temporary hit points for each level i have in druid so i immediately gain 15 temporary hp um which is uh, <laughs> not gonna save nice. gwendolyn but that's awesome <laughs> uh and uh now when i deal halo of spores damage there's there's more going on there um for my bonus action i'll cast healing word tom on gwendolyn <laughs> Uh, let me just bring up that. I think it's 1d4. For and um, what does... Uh, we, we know kind of what uh, Cure Wounds feels like for Maka. What does Healing Word look, sound, feel like? Uh, a creature of my choice that I can see within range gains hit points uh, just because I say something. So in this case, it would basically be... Um, I, uh, um, there's like a, a glowing in like my sternum and it comes up through my throat and I just uh, sigh and like bioluminescent spores float out towards, awesome. uh, Gwendolyn. Yes. Um, His healing word is so. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it turns out he's just oh. been wanting, yeah, if he opens oh. his mouth, uh, every time he does it, he's just like, no, not yet. Stay in there. So it's uh, going to need you for later. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's two health points, unfortunately, but hopefully Every helps. little bit helps. Yeah. Uh, and I will, uh, I will move towards um, Musket Guy, because he did a lot of damage. He is just stuffing powder down that musket so fast and with great terror. Um, all right, uh, Duncan. So I heard that gunshot. Tom, can I come around a corner to ambush musket guy? Can I get there? Or am I too far away? Um, I mean, it's far-ish. I'll tell you what. Um, I'll let you get there, but uh, you'll be attacking at disadvantage. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to do that. Cool. Great. Um, because it's it's like heard... a it's it's almost close enough, so it's really just like a I'm gonna sprint. Oh, I'm actually kind of. Oh fuck! All right, yeah, let's let's duel. Yeah, it's 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 a full body assault. He's got to throw himself forwards. Well, you also uh, have to do two corners. <laughs> like it's like oh fuck! All right, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I would like to uh, expend my inspiration to uh, to kill that disadvantage. And what I would like to do mm. is do a leap off of the wall towards him. There's like a running stop, and I want to use a, a swashing point. Oh, I'm gonna regret using those words. Uh, but it lets me add my charisma modifier because a blade for me is more than a weapon. It's a way of performing. Uh, so I want to like kick leap off the wall, spin around and kick the rifle away and then try to ram the, the rapier through his neck from the side if I can. So let's see if you can is exciting for me as well. Let's see. Uh, 16 to hit. Oh, yeah, man. Dope. Hang on. That is. I got you, 10. Laura. <laughs> That's ten damage. Thank you. <laughs> ten piercing damage. All right. Um, you knock the musket out of his hand. He's like, "My musket!" Uh, and then you just pierce him through the throat. And as you stare him in the eye, you can actually see just like the you know like that thin black fabric for you know the morph suits and everything else. You can just see a little bit of his eyes through it, uh, and they're wide with shock. Um, because he's got a sword through his neck. Great. And I, I pull the sword out and I look him in the eye and I say, if you ever come back, let's do this again. Um, and um, he responds. <laughs> and he falls to his knees and, and coughs blood into his own face mask and dies. Great. And then I do that like weird salute thing where you like flip all the blood off the blade. Uh, and I turn around to face whoever's still fucking with my princess. <laughs> There are two well-outmatched Skelemen left, uh, which brings us to them. Um, they realize they're pretty much fucked, uh, but they're going down swinging because they're kind of assholes. Uh, one of them's going to swing at you, Ryan. One of them's going to keep swinging at Gwen. Uh, oh, man. Rolled a two against you, so that's a total of five, Ryan. So no no hits Great. for old Duncan. Um, and uh, Laura against Gwendolyn, I got an eight. So literally, they're both like... <laughs> <laughs> Skeletons for life! And then they're just like, Ching! oh no. <laughs> yeah, somehow I lean right and Laura leans left and they both hit the yeah. air. So it's like a weird sync moment. Yeah. And they're like, oh, teamwork didn't make the dream work. Uh, top of the round, Gwendolyn. Uh, there are two jerks left. They just weirdly like high five with their swords. Um, I'm just going to do like a straight jab, try to do it through the center of one. Sure. In his stomach. But they're skeletons. Um, How will that oh. work? You go ahead and pierce them. He's, they're yeah. going to die. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, I think I've noticed. You can see what. the beer gut. Like, it's fine. There, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a good yeah. target there for you. <laughs> this 12 to hit. Uh, barely, but yes. Yay. Okay, cool. So that's um, seven slashing damage, that guy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I'll just use my bonus action to just, the sword just, will just kind of continue, like, <laughs> I kind of imagine it going through the one guy and, like, flying around to hit the other. It doesn't have to Oh, be wait, that, so you but... stab through the first guy and then toss? And then it's swinging? Yeah, all right. Yeah, and then I toss. Obviously, I'm not going to stop that. That sounds rad <laughs> as hell. Um, is that going to be a melee attack? 
Um, yes, the, the sword attack yeah. that you've thrown won't count as ranged because it's yeah. like in the same way. Because it's still kind of attached well, It's like to if you summoned a spiritual hammer of, if you were a cleric. It's yeah, like yeah. you've thrown the sword, but it's still making a melee attack based on your, your stat. Okay. Cool. And that's a nat 20. So, I mean, go ahead and roll your damage for funsies, but okay. um, spoiler alert. He ain't that alive no more. Yeah. A 16. That's pretty good. Slashing damage. So. <laughs> Given that they had 13 to begin with. <laughs> um, so uh, this is really just a joke for Tyler, but... Um, in Devil May Cry, one of the first things that happens to Dante is he gets impaled on his sword, but because it was PS2, he comes up off his own sword and, like, the entire guard goes through his chest the as well. The guard, the handle. And yeah. I was like, no, the cross guard's what killed him because it's, like, a jagged, like, oh. bat wing cross guard. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happens to this first guy. You throw it through yeah. and he's like, oh, no. And then the cross guard tears out part of his chest and then the sword just flies around in a weird curving arc, um, I'm going down the rabbit hole on uh, references here, but uh, the bowler in Mystery Men throwing her bowling ball that just like turns midair and then flies back. So the sword comes back through the next guy and does the same thing, but through his back. Um, so the sword flies back into your hand, uh, and I think with with all the patrician disgust you can, you flick the spine that's attached to it off. Um, and weirdly, in the end, he was a skeleton. Um, but, uh, yes, you've, you've managed to kill all the bandits who were camped out down here. Um, now that the combat has ended, uh, and you can see things clearly, um, it's obvious that these bandits, um, raided a bunch of caskets and were wearing the skeletons on their armor and kind of leaning on the low light and the superstition around the space, uh, to ambush, um, guardsmen. You can see there's kind of like a small pile of guardsmen belongings, um, as well as uh, some other things from town. Um, I'll say you find 10 gold. Um, the weapons aren't really anything to write home about. Um, the musket is fine, but given that none of you are proficient in muskets, like, Ryan, you could look at it, but compared to your hand pistol, like... Nah, it's useless. Yep. I'd have to carry it around forever. It fucking sucks up close. Um, I will say, though, um, with the additional powder and stuff you find on Musket Skeleton, uh, I will give you, and this is a, a mechanic I'm stealing from Dungeon World, um, I'll give you what's known as a hold, uh, which is something you can carry forward. Think of it like a point of inspiration. Um, but basically, I'm going to give you um, an ammo hold, which means uh, that you get essentially a point of inspiration that can only be used for your pistol. Okay. So cool. at some point in the future, you can be like, I'm using the extra powder from the crypt to make my shot better. Awesome. Um, there isn't much else of interest just kind of um, amongst the bandits gear. Is there anything in particular you would be looking for? Obviously you're looking for Agatha. But from these bandits, is there anything you would want or, or seek out? Um, Tom, this is a weirdly specific ask, but if there is any amount of copper that could be made into like uh, like a circlet or like a wrist piece, it doesn't need to be fancy. It's more symbolic. Okay. Um, the mine has been dry for a long time, um, but you do... One of them does have a copper earring. Once you like pull the the masks off um so it's very small it's a small hoop um you could wear it uh if you kind of like 
quickly bent it, you could probably wear it as a ring, or you could try and add it to your uh, your bracers. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll I'll bend it into a ring and just kind of put it on my finger for now. Cool. So it's um, like we'll say then, it's like a pinky ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I imagine at this point, honestly, I'd probably just be like stacking the bodies and trying to like bag up the shit so we can take it back to the town to like the guardsman's family. Sure, that's easy like enough. That. And and I think honestly, like once you're out of here, you can just tell the guardsman what happened, and they'll they'll tend to the. Okay, cool. Then we'll just the kind of necessary back into this. Um, Tyler, is there anything you would be doing, given that you're kind of the the death guy? Um. No, not not. Since it turned out that they were just mortals masquerading as the undead, the the threat and the like affront is severely reduced. Um, so it's just right, kind of like right. leave them where they lie and let nature's righteous path take its course. Like the next, <laughs> the next part is the best part. Wicked. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, uh, I might, more, I might uh, uh, spread some spores on them just to, like, accelerate that process. Just like mushrooms oh, cool. and fungus yeah, yeah, yeah. and molds start cool. to, like, flourish on their corpses. Um, as that happens for the first time, um, this place begins to smell right. Mm. Like, the, the underground piece has been nice, but um, the, the sterility of, of death down here has been upsetting to you. But even just knowing, like, obviously they're not decaying immediately, but knowing that that process has begun... Uh, yeah. Weirdly, you're able to actually breathe for the first time. I think fully, you, you, it's been shallow breaths, but finally, it's like, oh, okay, things are something down here is right now. Hmm. Um, Gwendolyn, uh, this has been a lot of murder for you, uh, as well as a lot of new powers you've been been experiencing. Uh, what's going through your head? Um, that all kind of happened really fast. Not much thought went into anything I did there. Um. So, uh, I guess they were bad guys. So, I guess I can feel not too bad about what happened. Just kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I'm you're just... also surprised to find that um, it's not that you don't have feelings, but your feelings are slightly dulled just by the nature of your current state. Uh, um, okay. I think it's it's not... And I don't want to like remove emotionality from your character. It's more so that um, death has taken on a slightly different quality for you now. Once, yeah. once you know that it's possible that to be right. a, a ghost that inhabits armor, uh, death seems a little less kind of like, permanent. You know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, well, I've died too. You know? Yeah, well, and also it, it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, I died too. Like I you ended up crying about it. Run through with the sword you ran two guys through with. So I mean, there's a lot of yeah. symmetry. Just a regular Nikos. Yeah. I mean, I I know it's awful, but <laughs> Tom, um, I just caught that. No, Very nice. Thanks, bud. Um, oh. Laura, I'm going to give yeah. you um, similar to uh, to Ryan's point. Uh, I'm going to give you one hold uh, for what I'm calling finish them, uh, which is um, now that you've kind of come to terms, uh, at least partially, with the idea. Um, not even really of combat, but you've experienced death. It's a bitch. And if people deserve it, they're going to get it. Um, basically, take a hold for if you think you can finish someone with a killing blow, um, I'll give you advantage mm -hmm. on that. Uh, okay. If you're wrong, 
there might be a consequence. Okay. Just take that for what you will. Um, cool. Yeah. So, um, can, can I just, can I just, does, does anyone have like a small, like pack or pouch or something that I can sling over me? Cause I have nothing to like, I can't carry anything. Um, you you right pick now. one up off one of the bodies. Like they, they, yeah. Okay. One, now Yay. that you know what to look for, like they've got it. And actually that's a good point, Laura. Um, there were cloaks and, and clothing around is, uh, would you dress this armor up with anything? <laughs> Um, Having just changed the outfit on my no. like switch fit boxing instructor, like it's weird, but this is the kind of shit we do, right? Like as as Ryan's showing with with the, the ring, is there anything you would do to try and personalize yeah. this armor? Or I I think I'm a little hesitant because it is Amala's armor. Like I I don't think I feel that it's totally mine to do with what. Okay, great. I will. So yeah, you grab like a pack is easy to wear, but it doesn't alter. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, I will also say, Laura, you find two candles that could fit your... Yay! D4 candles. Cool. (laughs) What a roll. Um, So uh, (laughs) as you continue to kind of look around the crypt, it's easy enough to find um, Agatha's uh, tomb now that everything's kind of done. Um, It's one of the only coffins with salt poured all over it. And um, <laughs> it's uh, what's odd, though, and what actually I think um, kind of charms you a bit, Maka, is uh, there is a single flower that has somehow managed to grow out of the lid um, from uh, from within the coffin. And we'll get Tower's reaction when he unfreezes now. Um, so single flower. Oh, no, he's maybe um, a single flower and a couple of vines have kind of grown out of the coughing a little bit there you go um, yep yeah, so um, you can see that there you're back he's back yay he charleston his way back um, so yes you uh, you drag out the um, the coffin and um, inside uh, you see a skeleton that for lack of better term looks like it's chilling like just uh, the arms are crossed, but like the legs are <laughs> crossed. Like, yeah, well, just kind of like a relaxed, like you know, I'm I'm just stretched out on a couch. Um, it really looks like a body that has no concerns in the world. Um, and um, who who takes the skull in hands, which is still a bit of a process. Maka will will get in there with his turtle hands. Cool. So yeah, Duncan um, would do it, but Maka seems the most comfortable with corpses. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maka. Yeah. I think uh, the the thing that stands out to you about this is it's weird dealing with a dry corpse because that isn't like you you come from a yeah. very like humid and moist and wet. You come from a juicy place. I mean, look, I already said moist. We already <laughs> hit the worst word. Um, yeah. But uh, but you managed to do it again. It's 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 not it's not your jam, but it's it's someone's. So that's fine. So you crack mm-hmm. off the two hands and rip out the skull. Um, and yeah. uh, talk- I'll, I'll like t- I'll like put the two hands like over my shoulder I'll, as I'm like still focusing on the word like you. Mm, mm, mm. Someone else take them. Well, wait. I'll do you, take them. Do you? All right. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, something for you to consider. As soon as I get the free hand, I'm back in for the skull. Uh, something for you to consider in future, Maka. How easy is it for you to add things to your kind of back net? Is it as easy as uh, like uh, a human putting things in a backpack? Or is, it's does pretty it take intuitive? Just because this this shell has been with me. With, uh, your a shell has been with a turtle its whole life. Cool. Uh, I um, like. And uh, also, as turtles. We're not prone to wearing a lot mm-hmm. of articles of clothing. 
Um, and so storage happens on belts or slings or sure. yeah, on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, I love I love the medical like not just just <laughs> like reverse scalpel yeah. like just take take this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you crack yeah. the skull off um, and uh, you have that, uh, and the three of you make your way back out of the the, the crypt um, to find uh, the two guards having um, just finished um, scattering the uh, ashes of their friend, um, and um, Vin turns to you. He's like, "Did did you encounter the dead? Did did you bring the dawn?" Well, I mean, funny thing, they weren't, well, they were half dead. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. The series features Claire Blackwood as Red, Ryan LaPlante as Adrian Diesel, and Tyler Hewitt as Old Man Richter in a world created by Keeper Tom McGee. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now. Half dead. Okay, fair, uh, to do a slight rewrite on that statement, not funny at all. Uh, it was a group of bandits who were disguised as skeletons who had been using the superstition of this area to prey on the locals. So Vin's, the threat has been ended. Vin's face falls, and um, he just reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a, a, a small. To your eye, it, it, it's not copper, but it, it's a it's a cheap metal. It's like tin, uh, but clearly a coin. And he he hands it to Steve, and he's like, "Well, shit, you were right." And Steve is just like his mind is blown. He's like, "Okay, because I'm pretty sure I saw one of them burp." And I was like, "Skeletons <laughs> don't burp." But then everyone was like, "They're skeletons." So good, thank you. And you killed them. Yes, their corpses all rest inside. Are they going to come up as skeletons to fight us now? And Vin is like, oh, yes. Uh, hmm. They are contributing to the cycle as we speak. Yeah, I don't think there were really any skeletons to begin with. Not unless there's a necromancer. But if there's a necromancer, everybody in the crypt could come back. So that's a different scale of problem. I am equally comforted and terrified by those words, but we'll go... Uh, collect the remains of our friends and and their gear and make sure it gets back to their families. Um, then before before you go, I need to have a word with you, son. Uh, oh. And I'd like to walk him just a ways away from the group to kind of like somewhere where there's like moonlight, probably. Sure. Yeah. And a moment for a quiet conversation. Then you told me that you'd read the stories, you'd heard them, and you knew the story of the Dawnbreakers. Of course. And that you'd hoped it was real. Well, it is real, and the only one left is me. But that means that there need to be more dawnbreakers, people who believe in the truth, the people who spread what is good and true and right and keep things safe for the people around them. Clearly, this town, this village has been 
robbed of reason by superstition. Agatha, which who apparently helped people with medical problems, was executed on a hanging tree because people were afraid of a darkness. And that darkness was only man and other men even hiding out in this place. I don't have the time to stay here and train you. But the first step every Dawnbreaker takes is making their own oath. And I take off the copper ring and I offer it to him. And I say, in future, when you finish your training, you can come back to me and we can replace this with the real thing. But if you want to take the oaths, you can do that here in front of me and the Lord of Blades and the Moon. Or you can go back to your life and live it out in whatever way you please. But I wanted to give you this chance. So <clears throat> he looks at you um, with a, an appraising look, and it's the look of someone who wants to believe in um, legends and in, in myth and in virtue and all these things, um, but uh, honestly had never seen any example of it himself, so didn't really think it existed. Um. And he he looks just deep, deep, deep into your eyes. And of course, you're standing resolute and standing with with the confidence and um, conviction of of someone who who truly believes. And you can see him kind of take full measure of you, and even though he's just some random backwater rent-a-cop. Um, and then he takes the ring and he he uh, sort of un unclips it because it it was an earring kind of straightens it out a little bit um, and he holds it up in front of you and he says um, we we don't I, I've heard the stories but we we aren't we aren't um, fancy or important here uh, we're just a, a small small town trying to get by on on the the edge of, of something bigger but um, my oath is to uh, my friends. And the people like me who want to make things better, even if there isn't really much, and even if it doesn't matter, and if no one ever hears about us or sings about us or cares about us, um, it matters to the people that we care about, and it matters to me. So he takes the um, the ring, and he, um, in a sudden um, kind of violent gesture, jams it um, through the middle of his nose. Um, and he says... Um, he winces in pain and he says, um, I, one day I will earn my gauntlets, but until then I, I will wear my copper proudly where all can see. And then he bends it back down. Um, and, uh, he kind of gets to one knee and he's like, I'm not quite sure how these, these things go, but I would ask you, um, to ask me to rise with my new name. Call me Vin Kin Hermes. And I will serve in the name of my friend. Aware of the oath. All right, normally a dawnbreaker has to take all five, but you're beginning this journey. So we'll give you the third of the Wait, five. Wait, there's five? Oaths. The one that's the most appropriate to what's going on. Let's focus on this moment here, friend. Gotcha. This is going to be important for you. <laughs> Not, it's, I'm just trying to calm down the small town guy who just jammed shit in his nose. Yeah, he's like, he's uh, bleeding and he's really yeah. confused. Also, he thought he just got to make up his oaths. He didn't realize there were other rules. Yeah. So now it's not that he's against it. He's just like legitimately panicked. Like, oh, I fucked it up as yeah, blood no, just the, trickles down his face. The third oath is 
My love defends my friends. Was words spoken by Chev, a shield sister of Amala. This is one of the five Dawnbreaker Oaths. Speak those words and rise on your first step towards the dawn. Repeat after me. My love defends my friends. My love defends my friends. And then he'll wipe a finger across the blood and just, uh, he's got a small, um, like, it, it's barely a shield, um, but he'll just smudge it sort of in a diagonal line across it. Um, and uh, he looks back at you and he says, my love will defend my friends. Well then rise, Vin Ken Hermes, and begin your own journey towards the light. Um, he stands up and he just winces from the pain. Um, but then uh, he straightens um, and uh, he says, um, thank you, Dawnbreaker. I will serve in his name and in yours. Um, and then he yells, hey, Steve, we, uh, we got to go see the mayor. And uh, the two of them head off into town to bring justice to someone who perhaps deserves it. Um, the three of you make your way back through the path. Um, Gwendolyn, this time you see the, um, the circle of salt. It's actually been uh, replenished since you passed through here. Mm. Um, but knowing it's there, uh, you step over it with confidence, um, feeling an odd twinge in your legs as you do, but, uh, being prepared for it, you're, you're able to step through. Um, and you make your way back down the path um, and you find the... It takes you two tries to find the small sort of side route. Um, but you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you arrive back at the witch's cottage uh, to the happy yapping of a very excited familiar. Gus is thrilled to see you. He is jumping back and forth in a way that only a small excited dog can. Um, and uh, he goes, oh, hey, guys, welcome back. How'd it go? I took such good care of your dead lady. Uh, as I knew you would, uh, Honorable Gus. I'm a good boy. I mean, yeah. I mean, before it was, it was princess dead, but dead ladies, I guess, fine. I mean, as we all know, they say the king is dead, long live new king. So if the princess is dead, then that's just a corpse, and you're the princess. I know. All by the but rules. Like, it was a good body. And that's true. That's, that's all. And if we can't find a way to get you back into it within the next nine days, we will send it off with full honors. Speaking of... Okay. You can't, you can't cast that spell again, well, I, I suppose I could, but it does irk me somewhat. This body holds within it life force and energy that should be shared with everyone else. Right. Okay, yes. You seem to be getting on quite well in your new form. All right. Cool. Thank you for that observation. Um, this is all very touching. <laughs> Did you save my mistress from uh, her tomb after she got murdered and such? Mm-hmm. Uh, one skull and a pair of hands, yes? <gasps> skull and a pair of hands! That's exactly what we need! <sighs> this really is a good mm, couple of so- days. All right, great. 
Um, so he he rushes over to the um, the, the uh, scarecrow and he like tugs open the head. And he's like, okay, well, just um, I don't really know how this goes because uh, my 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 kind don't really die. But I guess um, stuff her in there. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, so I've got the hand, so I'll put the hands in the hand thing, and then I think, Maka, you still got the skull. Yeah, and I've got the skull, and I'll just bucket uh, it up to, <laughs> up to the pumpkin. <laughs> it's a get, skull dunk. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but head net. And he's like, oh, just like ball bud. Uh, and then he, he uh, clamps oh, I down. I can't believe we came back to that. On uh, the leather, and he just pulls it tight. Um, and uh, suddenly the scarecrow lurches forward and does just a proper like uh, scarecrow lotzi where it just does a bunch of physical comedy uh, in a very like <laughs> if I only had a brain way um, before finally um, both hands grab the head cranks it around like until the face is pushing forward and you see there's like a badly drawn smiley face um, on it uh, in like probably some paint that's been made of like berries um and uh to your horror the lines begin to tremble um and they can't quite form sh proper shapes but they almost uh like watching a bunch of emojis just kind of flip between uh sort of hexadecimal style flip between different um face states and you hear a voice say yes oh oh good oh good it worked <laughs> oh, they all told me that the old uh, body switch scarecrow wouldn't, but it did. <laughs> Very good. Hey, are you the prophecy people? And like... Um, in her head, it's clearly like, I'm being very welcoming to you. It's like a spooky scarecrow full of bones, just like gesturing wildly at you and stumbling uh, towards you, like something out of a fucking horror movie. Maka is unfazed. <laughs> Like Duncan is phased because he knows he can't <laughs> kill this thing. But at the same time, this is the very essence of like perverting nature. And there's weird necromantic energy to it that he does not care for. Um, so she throws her arms around uh, Duncan and she's like, princess, you came back. Amala Kinsolaris in the flesh. This is a great attempt at this, but no, actually, the princess's soul is inside Amala Kinsolaris's armor. I um, just like the scarecrow put her arms around that. Yeah, stumbles off, and then does that like creepy, horrible thing where um, the hands just turn around, and then its arms flip around and double joint backward uh, to hug you, and then the head just cranks around Exorcist style and says. Oh, this is unexpected, but also fine. <laughs> you're, you're, okay, so you're not Amala. Not quite. Oh, I owe my grandmama several undead coins in the afterlife. Balls. <laughs> okay, well, um, who are you? Uh, I'm Gwendolyn, Princess of Orville. Orville? You mean the, uh, yeah. the, the flying rich people disc? That's the one. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. Well, huh. Ramblings indeed. And then she, her eyes see Gus, and she's like, Gus! You, you stayed! And for the first time, you see um, a, a look of, of like genuine confusion um, 
across little Gus's canine features. And he's like, um, I had a choice? And she's like, oh, yeah, you could have gone back to the ether round many time. And um, Gus just has a full body, like, um, Kiff from Futurama anger tremble. Just like a full, like, okay, <laughs> <sighs> great. Didn't know that. That would have been, whew, okay. Well, I'm glad you're back, I guess. Um, so, uh, Agatha kind of like, um, scarecrow stumbles over to like a log and after three failed attempts at putting her arm on it, manages to like secure herself, uh, <laughs> and sit. And she says, I bet you have many questions. Mm-hmm. Miss, uh, Agatha Drusilla. Yes, that's me. It is my understanding that you... You know of the ramblings, the the ancient prophecies and and things of that nature that might help us restore balance to the cycle of life mm. and death and re- restore Gwendolyn to her throne. Hmm. Yes, well, um, funny thing that. Um, the first thing you should know about the ramblings is they are just that. And my family has, has followed them and, and, and thought of them for, for generations. Um, but not because we believe every word to be true, more so we believe the spirit of, of the matter to be true. And her, like, scarecrow head tilts um, and the, the X'd eyes look directly at you, Duncan. Um, and she says, I, I believe this one understands. I can see it in his aura. Uh, prophecies are, uh, well, they're questionable at best. Uh, and it's best not to put too, too, too much weight on them. For instance, the ramblings of Ravan mention nothing about a, a spoiled brat from the rich people land becoming the new Kinsolaris, but, uh, here we are. Well, I, I don't, I mean, I'm still myself. I don't, How much does a loaf I of mean, bread cost? In Orville. Um, anywhere in Orville. Any store. I mean, about, about seven gold pieces. Duncan, is that true? Uh, you could get nah, breakfast for five. That's high, because breakfast was five, so a, a loaf of bread is probably like three or four. Um, and she just smiles and, and, and shakes her, her scarecrow head and like some straw falls out. Um, and she's like, you have a lot to learn, dearie. But then again, as I understand it, Amala wasn't exactly perfect out of the gate either. So uh, I believe you'll grow, you'll grow into the armor, as it were. Uh, all right. So, I, I mean, what, 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 what's, what's the next move? I mean, what's the end game here? Like, what's. What, what, what's this prophecy? Like, what are we doing? Why? What's happening? I don't Just anything, please. Well, dearie, as I say, prophecies aren't to be followed to the letter, as it were. Um, but in a nutshell, did you find Orville to be a, a nice place full of nice people doing their best to help each other? Um, not exactly. Well, that's a pretty fucking good place to start then, isn't it? (laughs) But look around you, dearie. Does any of this seem nice? Does any of this seem right to you? Well, 
I mean, we met some nice people. Oh, sure. There's nice people in every in stage. Watch. But uh, yes, of course, there's people doing their best everywhere. I'm sure there are back in your fucking dumb place, too. Um, but uh, this world is not what it was meant to be now, is it? I mean, it, honestly, it seems like it's all gone a bit to shit. It has gone a bit to shit, has it not? Honestly, you'll want to talk to Fivel the Poopsmith about that. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> but, um, and she looks uh, at you, Marka, and she's like, this one knows something is just off about all of this, isn't it? Just all there of it. Is, there is a corruption of sorts. I've sensed it for some time now. Uh, she tries to clap her hands in, like, delighted recognition, but it's just, like, straw, so it's like... Um, and uh, she's like, oh, well, that is that is disappointing. That is not that is not fun for me. Um, yes, it has all gone a little off the rails. Um, but that's the thing about the ramblings that I enjoy. Uh, when everyone else tries to hold Amala up as some perfect... A paragon of virtue. She was. She was just. She was just a. Just a lady who tried to make things a little bit better. And honestly, she did pretty good. But it was never meant to last. She was just trying to set things up so other people could do good too, and they really fucking did not bother. Um. And that's, I think, where you come in. At least that's. And this has been a point of contention between me and my. Uh, my dearly departed ancestors. We argue in the plane of the dead quite frequently. It is exhausting. But, um... No, it's not about Amala coming back. That's ridiculous. She is dead and gone. It is about, I think, trying to honor her legacy. And, um... That means kind of being a bit of a fuck-up. And that's okay. But the important thing but, is that you but, move past that, dearie. And you try and actually make it better. But her legacy was also that no one should be given the throne. Agreed. That it should be earned, mm. so... Seems like perhaps a new queen could fix that, couldn't she? A queen who'd earned a crown rather than been handed one. But wherever would we find such a thing? We would need a princess of some sort. And I've already been told the handsome turtle well, isn't one. But isn't that the point? That it doesn't need to be a princess? No, it could be anyone. Even a princess. Exactly. The oh. question isn't whether or not you consider yourself a princess, Miss Armour. The question is whether or not you consider yourself a good person. And I gotta tell you, the fun thing about being an undead witch, you can see a lot of what people believe. And if you are half the person this one believes you are, and she gestures at Duncan, she's like, you're exactly the right one who should be uh, fighting to take the crown back. But that'll be up to you now, mm. won't it? You certainly don't deserve it, but perhaps you could earn it. Right, well, that's a place to start, isn't it? It is. Um, and she knows the clapping thing doesn't work anymore, so she's, like, trying to find a way to make, like, happy noises. So she, like, puts out some bone and, like, smacks it against the log, and she's like, eh, it doesn't quite work. <laughs> In any case, um, <laughs> the ramblings uh, do speak of a time such as this, and honestly, a time we've been in for, for a while now. Um, and the thing that people forget about Amala is, uh, well, forget to a point of not even necessarily knowing anymore. Perhaps th this one seems old enough to maybe know something. And she points at, at Maka. She's like, humans were, were, were never meant to hold any position of anything, really. You, you, were, you were built and designed to serve. Uh, and it was Amala and the strength of her character that made 
you people into something. Um, so if you choose to be something again, you will have to re-earn the world's respect. You will have to earn a place in this world. You're absolutely correct. No one should just have it. It must be earned. And our world is dying. He can feel it. His people are dying. His whole belief structure is dying. There is no cycle if we're all dead. The cycle only exists if we continue to live. So, dearie, if you want to carry on the legacy of Amala Kin Solaris, don't worry about becoming Solaris herself. Become whoever the fuck you're meant to be. But go show the rest of them who you are, too. And then get this one to help you stop the rot that is infecting this planet, and get this one to keep you on the straight and narrow. Isn't that right, Gus? And Gus is like, look, I'm still not over the fact that I could have gone home. Um, <laughs> but uh, these, you, you do seem like good folks, uh, and this does seem like a good thing to do. Um, so uh, the witch just kind of full-on Wonka perches and stares at you, Gwendolyn, and says, So, dearie, what's it going to be? You ready to go confront the world? I kind of look over at, at Duncan and and just say, I've been completely awful. I, I mean, is this, am I even capable of this? You know me best. I thought you were once. And I know there's good in you somewhere from a time where you were something more, but you chose a different path. And I can't choose your path for you. I don't give a damn about fate, and I've never given a shite about prophecy. I just care about doing better today and tomorrow and trying to do that. And the fact that you have to earn things and the fact that power is service. All these things are where I am at in my heart. And if you believe those things, if you can believe those things, if you dare to believe those things, there's a chance. I mean, I think I can, I think I can try to do something good. I mean, these last few days have really changed everything. Dying will do that, dearie, trust me. <clears throat> yeah. So c can we just say that if, if we find someone who, you know, deserves to lead the people, then we can help them. Absolutely. Honestly, right. as I understand it, they're going to hand you the crown. It's up to you who puts it on their head. Of course, you'll have to maybe kill some people to get there. As I understand it, your brother's a bit of a fucking piece of work. Yeah, I'm also just skeptical of them handing a suit of armor a crown. It's just very Dearie, unlikely. I'm a dead witch who's living in a scarecrow. Don't talk to me about improbability. Also, I'm a fucking just, talking Yorkie, for Christ's sake. For some reason, I'm agreeing with the witch inside a scarecrow, which I was not expecting today. But at the same time, worrying about how you could get the crown as a suit of armor is like 700 steps down the road. We have to deal with an invading army of theoretically invulnerable monsters who've stolen your kingdom. If we get there and they're like, we don't want to give you the hat, who gives a shit about the crown? Also, uh, I do want I... to re-underscore, um, your, your crown is of concern. Uh, the rot that is slowly making its way towards the very core of the planet 
also perhaps worth considering. And she looks uh, at you, Marka, and she puts a straw hand on you, which she has to like sling up and over because she doesn't really have any muscles. Um, And she's like, you dear, dear, sweet custodian of life. Such times ahead for you. Hmm. If I could weep, I would. But you'll go through it and they will help. Isn't that right, Gus? Sure. I am ready. I knew you would be, dearie. And then she uses her other hand to raise her arm and then pat it against your face in a very, like, loving, motherly way. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mark, I, I, I'd just like to say that I'm... I, I, I apologize for, for thinking only of myself and my crown. It's, um... I'm a bit out of practice when it comes to thinking about others. Mm-hmm. No need to apologize to Marka. I'll tell you now, I sense a connection in you, in your current form, with the cluster. So I will follow you, because Jassy wills it. Uh- All right, we're kind of like following each other though, right? Right, like go walking up together, doing things. I think she means to follow you like a cluster. A bunch of mutual things moving towards one goal, yes? Okay, yes, that's... Mm-hmm. Right, right, well, then, yes? Which Agatha, set us on our course. Um, and she, she tries to do a cool, like, arms up behind her head thing, but it's floppy arms, um, and then her hands are just kind of on her shoulders. She can't really do anything about it, so she just gives up in that position. Uh, and she's like, I thought you'd never ask. Here's the deal. Humans like us, well, as I used to be at least, um, we are not viewed favorably amongst the people of Gren. Uh, surely, friend Tortle, you know this. Um, we are, in fact, feared and hated, uh, and rightly so. We truly are horrible. Uh, the wall was not meant to keep other races out. It was to keep us in. Built mm-hmm. under treaties and coalition by all the other nations that feared the horrible monsters they'd managed to keep in a corner. There is one way past them, and it is unfortunately a rather fraught one. You see... We here are in what is known as the Nation of Byproduct, a place where all of the refuse and all of the things that are required to keep your former nation of Orville running are quietly swept under the rug. You'll find that people down here live a very hard life so that those above can live a very nice one. There are four separate lords of Byproduct, each of whom holds part of an ancient amulet that was shattered long ago that will allow you to move unseen past the guns of the wall. These are ancient magic indeed, and truly unsurpassable without the ancient amulet. So, you must find each of these four lords and gain their small piece so that you can make it past. Now, I've been dead for a while, so I'm not quite sure what the lay of the land is. But uh, since we are so geographically close to Garbage Town, 
It might be worth going to see the twin brother lords of Garbage Town. They are rather fun characters, and uh, they will likely uh, have some odd requests of you, but do what you can to earn their favor, and perhaps they can point the way. But if you truly seek to set things right, you must search out all the nations of this world and see how you can prove yourself worthy of them. But, as your friend the Dawnbreaker says, that is several hundred steps ahead. First, you must pass the wall and enter a larger world. And to do that, you must seek out the Lords of Byproduct. Um, she gives you some final directions, but you can see that the magic is bleeding out of this um, scarecrow now. Like the the lines are slowly burning up along the mm. uh, the fabric. Um, you can tell that um, uh, I think particularly Maka looking at her, you can tell it's almost a magical fuse um, that is like burning down. Um, and um, she. Uh, She's starting to lose control of some of the limbs and becoming more and more limp. Um, and um, she uh, she kind of tilts her head at you, Gwendolyn, um, and she says, Dearie, I think you will be spectacular. And it's not because of anything you've said or done here. It's because people who have been disappointed by you still believe in you. And that, that... That is true magic. And she turns to look at you, uh, Duncan, and she says, wouldn't you agree? And then collapses into your lap. And you feel like you're just holding a, there's no animation to it anymore. It's just a, like a limp scarecrow. Ugh, I mean, I'll just <laughs> shove it off. He doesn't like that at all. Probably walk around, try to get it to air out of his fucking costume. Shit. <sighs> so, looks like we have to go to Garbage Town. Looks like we have goals. Sorry, Marco, what did you say there? I've got, I've got uh, some dead witch in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> and what will you do, Gus, of the cabin? Um, and as you, you look over, uh, you can see a figure that is, uh, difficult to look at. Um, it almost looks like it's, um, blurring, uh, almost like, a, a camera film is, is skipping, um, rising up, uh, and you can see, um, just kind of the glowing outline of, of four arms, um, sort of back-jointed legs um, and uh, a face that's um, almost like a pure blue-white light. Um, aside from um, just beautiful, glowing um, three green circles and kind of a triangle. Um, and with a voice that sounds oddly like a chorus of people, Gus says, I am so excited to have been a part of a prophecy. But it will be so very nice to go home. Um, and he looks uh, at the three of you, and um, you see three grins 
sort of show up in his face under each eye. So one actually looks like a frown. Um, <laughs> and uh, all three mouths just say, you know, I think she was right. You will be spectacular. I'll be watching. And with that, um, uh, he laughs. And it's weirdly um, one of the most beautiful noises you've ever heard. It doesn't quite sound Mm -hmm. like laughter, but you know that's kind of what it means. To uh, a human ear, it would sound like um, a tuning fork being hit once perfectly and ringing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there is a flash of light and like having um, an after image after you like a flash. You can still see a dark outline of where Gus was standing, but um, he's gone. Hmm. Um, That said, um, where he left, uh, you see a dog collar um, with a small little wood carved tag uh, that says Gus. And Maka, you can tell even from here that it's it's magical. I'll go uh, pick it up. Cool. Um, so, uh, you have obtained the, uh, the gift of Gus. Um, <laughs> this is a, um, a one use magic item, uh, that will transmutate you into a Yorkie for one hour. You'll be able to speak the same way he was, uh, at the end of the hour, you will transmutate back. Uh, you will not be able to carry any gear well in dog form, but... Um, does it like transform with you or does it like you're you run out of the outfit as you're like a dog and your clothes flutter to the um i think i'm gonna go with that version because it's funnier and i don't want some weird bullshit where it's like i made it into the trophy room for boom and i have swords it's (laughs) you you get to you get to be a dog person but then when you you revert back you have nothing on you you're gonna be naked with a dog collar (laughs) yeah around your neck a non-magical dog collar right okay so, you know, just a, a standard weekend at some clubs. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you you have a gift from uh, from the familiar who is returned to his realm. Um, and, um, Maka, you hear a, a sound that uh, is almost equally comforting to you. Um, and it's it's kind of the sound of, um, of mulch just kind of um, sloughing off. And as you turn, the entire small cottage... Um, has just kind of almost liquefied um, into uh, moss and mud, and it just kind of um, dissipates into the ground. Hmm. Just so. And uh, Maka will start walking towards Garbage Town. (laughs) And with that, the three of you head on down to Garbage Town. This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.